0: welcome back into the mental game where this week's guest is influencer jack wright
1: i i went to a top of a building was about to jump off and um i heard my friend say like i love you jack like we're here for you and that like it was finally like what am I doing? Like, why, why am I doing this? And in this episode, Jack opens up about going viral on TikTok
0: and becoming a social media star, which has now opened the door for him in both dance and acting. But Jack also tells his powerful mental health story where he's battled OCD, depression, and even suicidal thoughts. Jack really opens up in this powerful interview, which I can't wait to share with all of you. But if you know someone going through a difficult situation, sometimes just asking them how they are feeling, can make a big, big difference. Sometimes life can just be overwhelming. We all know this, and we have to be there for each other to help each other with our mental health. To learn more about how to help someone going through crisis or help yourself, visit the Ohio Suicide Prevention Foundation website at ohiospf.org. But now it is time for the latest episode here on The Mental Game with Jack Wright. (laughs) Welcome back into The Mental Game. As you can tell, I got a very special guest next to me, Jack Wright. You uh, blew up on TikTok dancing during 2020, and now you're just taking it over with dancing, acting. You're a mental health advocate. Thanks so much for coming on The Mental Game, man. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And you
1: got some great flow. I told you before we started
0: rolling, like, enjoy it while you can. As you can see, my hairline's fading a little bit but no, um, oh my gosh
1: you look amazing for 30 oh thanks. Which 30 is 430, young Four 430 is 30 you is distance. young
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're all, right, all right we got to figure out how to talk to women too because that is not the way to start 430 that's a that might be my favorite I always, start
1: i say that i'm like wait no that sounds terrible just say you look yeah. good or like yeah. you look like leave out the age part yeah, not 430 yeah <laughs> that, no that was amazing probably best start to the mental game
0: yet <laughs> uh, we're gonna get into whole, your whole story you've um battled your own mental health and with depression anxiety and different things on Your quick rise to fame, and you're a young guy, 20 years old, out here in LA, living the dream. Um, But I ask you, what I ask everyone to start the show is, is what does mental health mean to you? And it's it's a loaded question. People answer it differently because you have a different experience to the individual. Whether it's something that you've always taken care of, maybe there's an event that caused you to take better care of your mental health. But I ask you the same thing: What does it mean to you?
1: I'd say mental health is it's just another aspect of your health. It's like it's how we take care of our our liver, our heart, Mm -hmm. our body. I think that's how we should treat our our head accordingly. There's mm-hmm. um, whether it's through medication or therapy, it should be treated the same way. Yeah, yeah. I agree. It's like if you go break your arm on the playground, yeah. you're
0: going to the doctor. You're gonna yeah. have surgery. <laughs> like you should do the same thing with your mind. Totally. Um, did you dream any of this up? Like, how did we get here with, with you being oh a, t- a TikTok social media star? And now, I mean, your your career is only getting started where you're going to be able to get into more things. I know acting something that you're yes. really starting to take serious and get into he- out here in Hollywood. But was this part of the dream at all?
1: Oh, not at all. I think <laughs> I, um, I have a twin at Stanford yeah. and I definitely was going on the route of college. Um, I was just like a typical high school student that... Uh, did sports and um yeah it kind of just happened very fast and I'm grateful for everything that Mm -hmm. I have now you you and your brother I mean you guys are super close and
0: you guys were, were like you guys were posting your TikTok videos together and everything what was that like just kind of on that that rise together
1: oh that was that's awesome James and I are like very close um and I'd say at points we'd get in like a, a couple <laughs> arguments, um, just cause we were so close. We we're living together. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was awesome. I, I really miss, uh, living with him and I, I hope in the future we can live together and, maybe make movies together in the future. <laughs> that's, dude,
0: that's, I mean, that's living the dream. If you and your twin brother can be able to make movies out
1: here oh gosh, and just, be awesome. yeah, that yeah. would
0: be incredible. Um, Take me through your childhood and your upbringing. You grew up, ju- you know, just North of LA near San Diego, correct? Yes. yes. Okay. We're out again?
1: Temecula. Okay.
0: Yes, and and you and your brother, I mean, I had two of my best friends mm. were uh, twins, baseball players, like super competitive. Oh, They'd go awesome. at it, but they loved each other. Um, What was they, it like? They say,
1: they say, um, Someone who can be best friends with twins or like great people. Oh, yeah. all right.
0: Well, now you're see now you're yeah. getting me on my good side again after telling me I looked good for thirty. Because
1: <laughs> you don't pick favorites. Like you're very good at like dealing with two twins.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was closer with Brandon than Brett. We, <laughs> would, we just we just won't tell them that. Um, but growing up with, with your brother James and you guys being twins and, and playing sports together, and then obviously experiencing this together, um, what was it like having a twin brother?
1: Uh, I loved it. Is it? I mean, is Awesome. I don't know anything different, but yeah. I I really enjoyed it and it was just awesome always having someone by your side mm-hmm. and someone that thinks quite alike as you. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, it was, it was really nice. And also was, uh, there's a lot of like healthy competition between us, mm-hmm. so it definitely like pushed us a lot more, you know.
0: Yeah, did you um there's a lot of positives obviously with having a twin brother and you're so close and connected all the time. Um but were there challenges too with just being competitive
1: or like in school was it was it hard at all or
0: anything like that
1: uh just with like the competition yeah yeah um, just being, having a twin because def- yeah. we were definitely very like but also there's so many differences he did throwing i pole vaulted um he was better at school i wasn't <laughs> <laughs> i still got good grades but he was definitely it was like it was very easy for him yeah so there are things like that where i was like oh it comes so naturally to him like why can i be like this but like I mean, he couldn't jump over 15 feet on a pole. I couldn't throw a disc, uh, like a hundred feet. You know, there's so many differences that, um, I think it was cool that we could just like share each other's like experiences and differences. Yeah. And it
0: seems like you guys had a, a really good family upbringing and you two were very, very still are very, very close. Um, but you started to experience some of your struggles with OCD as a kid, right?
1: Yes, I did. Yes. Well,
0: walk me through some of that, what it was like, and how you started noticing that, that yeah. you had struggled with this. Yeah.
1: So when I was um, like very young, I got a concussion, like a really bad concussion in soccer. Mm-hmm. I started throwing up blood, forgot where I was in the hospital. And uh, a couple months later, I started like experiencing like very bad obsessive thoughts. I like, yeah. started thinking about like weird things had... A bunch of rituals uh, had ticks, um, and I was like, "What is wrong with me? Like, I like is like this is not normal." I, I felt crazy, yeah. and I didn't want to talk to anyone about it because I was like, "No one would understand," you know. Right. And I be- I became very depressed because I felt like alone, mm-hmm. and yeah, I didn't I did not want to tell anyone, but uh, I I finally talked to my parents about it. They got me into therapy. And it totally just made a difference. But I think that period of time where I felt like I was alone, um, that that was like horrible. Like I never yeah. want to experience that again.
0: The 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 feeling of being alone, I feel like, it is the most common thing when it, it's it's mental health, depression. Like I felt so alone so many times in my life. But the thing is, the more you talk about it, the more you reach out. Obviously, in therapy, you're going to hear it. But with your family and friends, like everyone goes through a point where they struggle with their mental health. Now yours might be worse than mine or vice versa, mm. but we all struggle and, and you're not alone. The more you talk about it and you have that conversation, how old were you when you started therapy?
1: Uh, I'd say it was an elementary school. I'd say like fourth grade, third grade. Okay, grade. That's
0: like, I mean, that's super early for a kid yeah. to go to therapy. Like I just oh, very, doing this yeah. show now, I realized with talking with different doctors and psychiatrists, I think the average person has like their first, um, the kind of mental health struggles at 14 and then it takes them almost that amount of years yeah. to finally go to therapy I was the same way my first suicidal thought I think I was 14 and I didn't go to therapy until I was 26 like oh, wow, yeah. it's like you struggle with that and you're afraid and the stigma like in school was was that your we know 10 years younger than me since yeah. you pointed that <laughs> out already but um, <laughs> Like, when I graduated high school in 2011, college in 2015, we never talked about mental health whatsoever. Totally. When yeah. you're having these struggles, like, was there still that stigma in school where you didn't talk about it or hear about it?
1: Oh, de- like, definitely. there was. I'd say there's definitely the stigma because, I don't know, I felt, like, very stubborn about my feeling. I did not want to tell anyone. I didn't even want to go to therapy because I was like, no, like, I I can do this by myself. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it felt weird that I had to, like, get help and like my other friends couldn't and like it definitely there was no like really discussion about it at all yeah
0: well for for you you did that and you said like third fourth grade um how did therapy at that young age help you get through those moments of the obsessive thoughts and the ocd
1: it definitely like made a total difference because it was like okay this is normal like people Mm -hmm. go through this i'd say it didn't really help the ocd but I think, I think it was just knowing that this is normal and that I'm not alone, you know, like that was a complete difference, but I still like struggle with like my obsessive thoughts every Mm -hmm. single day. Um, but I've learned like, like a bunch of coping mechanisms over time that like have definitely helped me.
0: Well, and and one of the big things too, is to realize like what's good for you, like healthy coping mechanisms and unhealthy coping mechanisms. So like for me... (laughs) Like a really bad one was, was drinking. I, I don't know yeah. if I was an alcoholic, but I was addicted to that buzz and that. Like that's that was kind of like what held me together. That was what I used to numb my pain. And actually, so today's eight months sober, which is crazy oh, to congrats. think about. That's awesome. Thank you. Well, and it's just, but you realize, like once you can kind of have that bird's eye view with your mental health, what you should do, what you shouldn't do. Um, what are some of the healthy things that helped you then and into now as an adult?
1: Um, So I actually want to say one of the unhealthy ones, which is, um, it's unhealthy and healthy in ways with my obsessions. I tried to, um, flood my mind with the exact opposite of the obsession. Hmm. So say like it was numbers, like if I was doing even numbers all the time, I would change it to odd numbers. But now I have an obsession with having everything as odd numbers now. So it's like, okay that obsession that coping mechanism turned into another obsession, which was like difficult. It helped a little, I'd say some of my healthy ones are journaling, um, going out in nature and just like spending time with myself doing Mm -hmm. what I love. Um, I think finding humor and everything that's like one of a big coping mechanism that I do. Uh, I have a couple other things, taking breaks. I think taking breaks is so important. So easy to get burnt out. Mm -hmm. Um, sleep schedule, like making sure you go to bed, waking up early. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a bunch of things, but, uh, yeah, I definitely think coping mechanisms totally, uh, make a complete difference, you know? Yeah. It's what just, are, what are some of yours? I'd love to hear. Some. Uh,
0: yeah. For me, like my unhealthy obviously was the drinking. Um, that yeah. was big. I like, I never really thought of it like this, but my ex would tell me that I was like spiraling. I didn't know what that meant now. Mm-hmm. Like looking back on those moments, I yeah. get that. Yeah, you spiral. You go into these deep depressions, or you like freak out on something that's not really something you need to freak out about. Um, Good for me. I love like Orange Theory. Mm -hmm. Go to Orange Theory all the time. I just love music. People, I don't mind people yelling at me while I'm working out. (laughs) It's fun. It's kind of motivating. Plus, you're with people. Um, Music's huge for me. Not me too. Yeah, yeah. not a musician, but like. I just love music because you hear it like I think that's been the one thing that's been constant throughout all the years. We might not have talked about mental health, yeah. but music always has and it makes you feel totally. less alone, right? Yeah,
1: no, totally. It's weird. I also like I listen to I only listen to sad music. I'll listen to sad music when I work out. Yeah. When I'm in my room. It's weird how like sad music can totally just like Make you feel better. I think it it has to do with like the mental health aspect yeah. in those songs. It, it's
0: a therapeutic experience. And there's um like when I was
1: going through my real rough time
0: of being suicidal and 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 just really at rock bottom. Yeah. Um, my favorite artist is Marky e. Basie. He's amazing. I got to have him on the show, like probably my third or fourth guest out here in LA last year, yeah. and he um just has been through some of the same stuff: relationships, drinking, career moves, and so you hear it in the music and it relates to you but like I wish I could bottle up this experience um, when we did the interview afterwards and I don't think I've ever told this story publicly but he his album was about to come out and he's like mm-hmm. you want to just go through the whole album and I'm like fuck yeah let's go <laughs> so it's me and my favorite artist just like vibing out so like cool. this listening oh to his gosh. music overlooking um sunset it was
1: that is so cool so that's
0: like the ultimate coping mechanism I wish I could <laughs> yeah, I wish I could man. bottle that up and give that healed. yeah exactly give that to everybody um but let's fast forward to 2020. That's when you blow up, and you're still obviously dealing with your own mental health journey. But yes. also, the world changes. COVID nineteen yes. pandemic, lockdown, school. You're not going to school in person. Um, but you find this outlet on social media. When did you figure out that like was was that like a, a healthy coping mechanism for you to just express yourself on TikTok?
1: I think it definitely it definitely was. Um, but also, social media is just very damaging. And yeah, it can. Be very toxic but i think it, it was very therapeutic just to like just be myself on social media be authentic you mm-hmm. know um i think it's easy also to play a character on social media which i did for a while yeah which that wasn't great for me but i noticed like when i when i'm just myself on social media and i don't play a character like that's healing mm-hmm. itself you know just like yeah um also just like helping other people too. You yeah. Know, relating to other people that like helps so much, you know? So, so where did the dance moves come from? How did, <laughs> how did all the dance videos start on TikTok? <laughs> um, so I, I started break dancing when I was in fourth grade. Oh, and, sweet. And uh, I, I fell in love with it. Started doing hip hop and tap and competed for about like four years. Um, and I stopped ninth grade. Because I was focused on pole vault Mm -hmm. uh, and we got kicked off our dance team because like we missed a bunch of classes and uh, yeah, I, I really miss it. But TikTok kind of brought us back into dancing.
0: Yeah. Well, I'll share this, which you didn't know. Um, I did competitive hip hop for Ooh. yeah two, three years. I guess I would have been like sixth grade right into high school and then started playing really? sports, but yeah, I played sports my whole life, but yeah, yeah. I've always loved music and it was just, yeah. it's super fun. It is therapeutic and kids made fun of me at school. I was yeah. like, Hey, I'm going to hang out with 30 girls after school. You guys <laughs> yeah. are like going to baseball practice. <laughs> sure. I don't, I don't really <laughs> care, <laughs> but it is therapeutic and it's yeah. fun. And then so you're able to like the TikTok trend, obviously with dancing, like that kind of you know, shifted right in to oh, what you total. had already been loving to do. So combine total. those two things. What did you realize that? Like, do you remember the first video that that kind of went that you realized, hey, uh, I might like be good at TikToking? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a weird phrase TikTok-ing. for a thirty year old. <laughs> like, me. is that a, is that a
1: real word? You... No, I'm sure. I'm sure I've said oh, it okay. before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. Um, I James and I, my twin and I, we posted a dance video, and I think it was it was a couple dance videos after that where I was like, wait, this is like, this might be an actual thing. Like, and my parents were like, can you make money from this? And we we're like, <laughs> I think so. Like yeah. we started getting like sound promos and, and then I was like, wait, I kind of like, I might want to do this. Like this might be my passion. Yeah. You know, that's that, well, how wild
0: is it? Like watching the videos stack up and then realizing also like going through your feed on Instagram and TikTok. like obviously the dancing where it starts, but you also, um, open up about, yourself and try to be relatable to people that follow you and talk about mental health did you just look at that as an opportunity to just be more than a, a fun silly tiktok dancer not to like degrade yeah. it but you know what i mean like <laughs> no, it was funny. a it's a big platform and it feels it seems like you found kind of a home for yourself totally. by surprise
1: yes why well, i love how social media is turning into like a platform or like a, a an area where you can just like be yourself more mm-hmm. i think before you it was like you either dance or you play a character, but yeah. now it's like, you're just genuinely yourself. You're authentic. And I loved how I was like turning into that. So like, <laughs> obviously I'm going to take part in that. And now I just try to like be myself and like open up. Like I open up with my my mental health struggles. I always had them. Um, I just, I never really talked about them when yeah. I was dancing. Um, <laughs> which it's, it's so cool that like, you can just finally be yourself on social media, you know? Yeah. Do you find, um, do you find people reaching out to you the more that you
0: talk, like the more you hear from like your followers or people here in LA that are like, Hey, I, I go through the same thing. Or, or maybe some of the stories that you've told have helped other people get yes, through things.
1: totally. I've like a lot of people have been like reaching out and like, I've been struggling with this. Like I've been, even if it's like a different mental health disorder, it's like, thank you for like sharing your story and opening mm-hmm. up. About it. Um, I think, it's, I think it's just so like powerful to, just open up about like what you're struggling with because there's so many other people out there that are dealing with the same thing or similar experiences yeah and um yeah it's like it's what i would have wanted if i was a kid on social media um seeing like oh this this guy experiences the same thing as me like wow like um i can live life great Mm -hmm. just like him you know
0: yeah no it is powerful when you can relate to people and it's also it's powerful for yourself when you see like how far you've come from those low moments, the tough ones. Um, for you, what, what was rock bottom? Was there a moment that, that really sticks out in your mind that, you know, I, I don't know if you've ever been suicidal. Yeah. Um, like I have, but were, were there, what was rock bottom for you?
1: I did. De- uh, I was suicidal for like quite a bit and I de- still have like the thoughts that like occasionally come by, but I, um, I went on vacation and, um, I wasn't in like a good mindset at all. This is probably like a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, like I went to a top of a building, was about to jump off. And, um, I heard my friend say like, I love you, Jack, like we're here for you. And that like, it was finally like, what am I doing? Like, why, why am I doing this? Um, and I still like, I still occasionally definitely get the thoughts of, um, suicide, but it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely a process. And I think journaling totally helps me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And thank you for, for sharing that and opening that door. I know it can be hard to talk about. I'm someone that's, that stood on the edge of bridges or, or, you know, written a goodbye letter and took pills and hope yeah. not to wake up. Um, is it just that feeling of, of being alone and feeling like you can't fix your problems that, that, that drove you to, to those thoughts.
1: Yeah. And I think it's what you're saying about like spiraling and like, I think it's so easy to go down, like spiraling down like this deep, dark hole Mm -hmm. and not like feeling like you can get out. There's like no light at the end of the tunnel. Um, And it's, it's weird how like your, your mind can just get to that point, you know? And like, it feels like nothing can, anyone can say or anyone can do can help that. Uh, But uh, yeah, it's, it's weird. I think just knowing that there's someone that's like that's there to help um and be there for you um completely makes a difference you know for me
0: my mom is why i could never do it like my mom yeah. being without a child or having to bury your child um i know this is tough to to answer and, and you don't have to if you don't want to but what what do you think stopped you from 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 jumping
1: i um i uh, that's interesting, because I, like, I just, I was just journaling about this the other day, and it was definitely, like, thinking about, like, my parents, and um, just, like, yeah, kind of, like, how, like, how could I ever, ever do this to them? Like, this, that's, I don't know. I'm not only taking my life, I'm taking their lives, too, you know? And I think that's, that's such a selfish thing to do, but... I mean, during that point, it's like, it's hard to think about those things. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, um, it was, it was like that, it was like a split second where I thought about like, it's, it's like my life like flashed, but be- before my eyes, it was weird. Right. And then I was like, what, like, what am I doing? Like, why am I doing this?
0: Well, it is something that's like, it's hard to describe for people that haven't gone through and had those emotions, but unfortunately a lot of people have, and it's, yeah. um, it's tough. And and there's two things that I tell people with mental health all the time. And I'm not a you know doctor or therapist, but I, I've lived through it myself. And that's one, do something, call somebody, call your mom, call your friend, call your therapist, check in if you have to, like I did. And number two, feelings are temporary. Hmm. And that's something that in that moment that you just talked about, or the moments that I've had where I was suicidal, you could have never told me that it would any get any better, or I'd ever be happy again. And you find ways out and you've talked about journaling a lot. Is that mm. one of, if not your main tools to, to help you get out
1: of those low moments with your mental health? Totally. It definitely helps, helps tremendously. Definitely.
0: All right. Well, I'm going to give you a chance to grab that while, <laughs> while, while I'm talking, because you know, we have it here. Is there something that like you stick to that maybe is something that you always read or that you always write to start your journaling is I just want to take me into into the journal
1: uh so I always start with like just because it's hard to like just jump into your emotions yeah um I always say like I'm sitting on the airplane right now I'm sitting um in my room listening to cigarettes after sex there's like I think it's easy to place your setting first is that a song or an artist it's a it's an artist okay so all right i sorry i feel like you'd like them all right yeah. cool i'll yeah. dig into it then or i feel like you like beach house too you okay like yeah. Uh uh-uh. oh no it's okay I'm,
0: am i too old for this no, no. <laughs> <laughs> all right go back into journaling okay. sorry right. no you're good <laughs>
1: um so do you want me to just read it so this is uh 5 nine, um and this is like about my ocd uh I'm sitting on the airplane right now. I'm headed back home from traveling right now. Airplanes have always been difficult for me growing up, which is ironic with the amount of I love traveling. It's about the obsessing and being stuck with my own thoughts for long periods of time. It's always been something I had to push through and the medication makes it a little easier. I'm scared of being in the constant state of mind where I'm obsessing about a certain thing and will never be able to get out of my head. It's hell. That's how I picture a hell. Being in a state of constant anxiety, regret, fear, shame, guilt, stress, and the list goes on of uneasy feelings. I constantly have these tics and rituals I'm always thinking about so I have at least a little bit of control over something in my life. But then these tics become obsessions and it's an endless loop of fear, anxiety, and shame. I want it all to end. That's one of the reasons why I always loved drinking was that it got me out of my head it would finally give me that break of peace and away from the suffering of my obsessions it eventually stopped working my obsessions only got worse i'm trying to live with them now instead of away from them because i mean forever because i mean i'm stuck with my mind forever might as well learn how to deal with it and even maybe allow it to benefit me it's made me who i am it is who i am
0: that's very powerful and that's something that that just for you helps to write down to get that emotion out H- how does that help you get through that moment are you feeling that pain in that moment while you're writing
1: yeah I, I think once I start writing and like I start feeling it and feeling it and it's I think that's so it's so what's so powerful about journaling it's that you look at your thoughts in like new perspectives mm-hmm. I think there's such a difference between writing something down and thinking it when you're thinking, it's like it's, it can go all scrambled in your brain. But when yeah. you write it down, you're ordering it. And you're kind of just like you're looking at all your thoughts in like new ways. So I think that's like just very like therapeutic. and Yeah. You can kind of, um, I don't know, it's like therapy for yourself. You're kind of, um, yeah, I don't know. It's very healing.
0: It, it is. And it's like getting it out. It's like going to therapy and talking with your therapist, except... You're writing it down. I'm sure yeah. in your th- when you go to therapy, do you do you read your journal to your therapist ever?
1: Uh, no, I haven't, but I need to. I was about to say, yeah. I'm giving you an idea because it seems like that's a great place
0: to yeah. kind of get those thoughts out too. Um, ha- have you ever thought about writing poetry or have you wrote poetry? Because that, mm-hmm. I mean, not that you are probably doing it there thinking <laughs> consciously, but it's powerful. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you so uh, you, have you ever thought about that? Has no. that been a goal? No, All right, no. we'll <laughs> add that to the list of dance, act, um, poetry. Maybe um, it is. It, it is cool to see somebody that is. It's more than cool. It's amazing to see somebody that's gone through their own version of. Of I'll say hell, gone through different things of of mental health, anxiety, depression, suicidal thoughts, and you have to find ways that help you because no matter how many your friend when you, when you're thinking about jumping, yelling that, you know, I love you, Jack, or, or your parents being there for you or your therapist, like you can get so many people to help you and offer help, but it takes you looking at yourself in the mirror or telling yourself, Hey, I have to make this change to really do it. So I give you all the props in the world, you know, experiencing all that from fourth grade to now. Um, what, how is your mental health now? You mentioned that you sometimes still have those thoughts that creep into your head. Um, how do you best take care of it now?
1: I think a lot right now is, I think, doing what I love. Mm-hmm. Say, like, I, like I'm like i feeling terrible a certain day. Uh, I'll go drive to the beach and sit there, journal, go in the water. I think just, yeah, being authentic to myself and just, like, I think also just, like, spending time with yourself. Yeah. Um. I mean, I, when you're able to spend time with yourself, it's, like, you're able to love yourself as well. So it's I think it's so powerful just to make sure Um, to get some me time
0: have you noticed somebody in your life just not being themselves recently maybe you see they're quicker to be angry or feel sad around you or not coming around your family and friends as much that person might be going through a mental health crisis and we have to be there to help each other with training support resources and many ways to get the help that they or you need you can find that at the ohio suicide prevention foundation website that's ohio SPF.org. Again, that's Ohio, SPF.org. You've heard Jack and I both talk about our own suicidal thoughts and depression and how we just felt alone. But once we started going to therapy and talking to people, even our family and friends, about how we were feeling, We ended up getting the help we needed and feeling better about our own mental health. And you can find so many tools and resources and ways to find help. Again, at the Ohio Suicide Prevention Foundation website, that's ohiospf.org. Loving yourself is a very, very powerful thing. You're loving everything that you're doing right now. You're a young buck at 20 (laughs) years old with the flow, living the dream in Southern California. Um what are the goals? What are the things that you got on your bucket list that you want to achieve? I mean, you're doing great right now, but you're young. You got plenty of time, brother. Like what's what's on
1: the bucket list? Uh, Definitely, definitely acting. I I really, really enjoy acting and um, been doing auditions, been doing classes for two years. Uh, That's definitely my main goal. And then also with social media, I think once I start acting more, I think keeping keeping it up but just like posting even more about like mental health mm-hmm. and struggles that i go through um just because i know especially in this industry i'm going to experience a lot more yeah trauma and uh, <laughs> issues um so yeah
0: yeah there's there's things that are always going to pop up like you know and that's the thing too with faking it when you're in uh you know i'm not in the same business but being a sports reporter reporting on the super bowl or ncaa championships like my lowest moments were going on during my highest points of my career um, so just my words of advice like make sure you're taking care of you because you can't do anything else if you don't take care of yourself first um how are you feeling now I, I'm good it's, it's 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 um way better than I was before I don't think I I don't think I'll ever get to the point where I was suicidal um, this is weird being interviewed on my show um, but I like it I definitely do struggle a little bit now with different things like the internal pressure of building the podcast, the brand, Certainly. the guest. I mean, you can see here, like we have your team here too. I do <laughs> everything myself except for, we got Chris shooting shooting video and photos. <laughs> Shout out Chris. <laughs> um, but it's a grind and it's yeah. like, you'll learn this because I've had this dream since I was 14 years old to be a yeah. sports reporter. Well, it changes like, yeah. and you have new purpose. And so you just have to shift. So I think that it's, I still have some anxiety and depression. Yeah. You get, you know, I, I have the fairy tale, like one of, Wanting to get married and kids and all that, yeah. and I'm not close to that. <laughs> um, but it's I know how to handle those emotions totally. now way better. Like, That's awesome. Yeah, I so, think
1: it's so powerful what what you're doing with like with this podcast. Because I mean, you're almost like reliving your experiences every time you do this. And like, yeah, like that's just very, very brave to do, you know? Well, so you're helping a lot of people. Well, thank you know for that.
0: saying that. It's been cool where people, instead of coming up to me and talking about like, they know that I know Joe Burrow and I've reported on him, like they'll ask about, you know, or they'll say something about Joe Burrow's game yeah. or, or, you know, a, a NCAA basketball game. And now they're telling me about how like their letter that, or the letter that I wrote about my suicidal thoughts, like helped them, or they talk about their mom you know passing away from suicide and it's just it's a much deeper purpose and so like if i can encourage you to keep doing what you're doing not that i'm like some fatherly brotherly figure (laughs) but it is like it is really really meaningful when you get to do stuff like this so please please keep it up no thank you so much thank you yeah any i mean you're kind of hosting now anything else you want to ask me (laughs) um and then we can get out of here (laughs) anything yeah i'm giving you the floor shoot this is a big, big shoes here, being the host of a podcast, huh? No,
1: I love this, yeah. Uh, I, I do have some questions. All right. <laughs> um, I typically
0: don't do this either, by the way, so <laughs> there must be some good energy here somewhere. something. <laughs> right?
1: It's mutual. That's what mental health is. It's an it's a open discussion. Yeah. It shouldn't be one-sided.
0: You have to have it as a two-way street.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are some of like, your random hobbies that you like to do that helps your mental health?
0: Definitely listening to the music, like just driving around Mm -hmm. um, and listening to music or like walking outside. I'm weird where I love sports so much and it was my career that that's like my happy place. So I'll like go to a NFL or or college game by myself or like a baseball game and sit by myself in the stands with like headphones on and listen to music. And for me, I don't know why. Just kind of at peace. I love doing that, hanging out with friends That's and family. Awesome. But yeah. just like where you feel at home, I think helps you out in totally. those situations.
1: Yeah, I, I love that. That's awesome.
0: All right, you had one question. We're good. We don't have to. Go, we don't have to go into everything. Um, last thing I'll ask you is uh, what I ask everyone: just advice to, you know, there's. I usually ask people that want to follow in their footsteps, and for you, I, I know this career is still new, and you're figuring it out. Um, so I'm going to ask you a two parter, and you can answer both or whichever one you want. I could ask you about, you know, give advice to a kid that wants to be a social media star and, <laughs> and be and you be an aspiring actor and all that stuff. But I think what's what's more important than this is what advice would you give a kid that's scared to maybe go to therapy in third or fourth grade or struggling to tell their parents or friends how they're feeling because you are one of the few people at that age that. Reached out for help and it changed your life. What advice would you give to a kid that might be scared to open up with their mental
1: health? Totally, I was I was definitely that kid that was scared to reach out to someone. But I think it, it just takes that first jump in talking to someone, mm-hmm. like that. Just the first um, ask for help, and like that's that's all it takes. You're like the there still is suffering, but like so much, so much pain and suffering just gets released um, from you. I think it just takes that first, yep, first ask for help, you know?
0: Yeah, totally agree with you hundred percent. Jack, appreciate it, man. You got the best flow out here in LA so far that I've seen. Um, <laughs> thank you so for much. a 20 year old, you look good. So <laughs> it came back full circle. Thanks a lot, man. We'll uh, maybe we'll do a TikTok dance or something. You can teach, <laughs> teach me a thing or two. But we'll see everybody right back here next week on the mental game. And I can't thank Jack enough for coming on the mental game and really opening up about his personal mental health journey He's just 20 years old, he's been through a lot, started therapy at a young age, has battled the OCD and the suicidal thoughts, but in these last few years has now rose to fame and had a really good time doing it on TikTok, Instagram, social media, and I give him all the credit in the world for using his platform to talk about mental health. Again, thanks so much to Jack Wright for coming on The Mental Game. Next week, it is another surprise guest, and we are going back to sports, your one hint Next week's guest is an NFL Hall of Famer. We'll see you right back here next week on The Mental Game.